Welcome back to the Rise of the Rune Lords. It's me, DM Clinton, and I am pleasure to be here with the Warriors of Light. Here we are in the Vecker cabin. We are hosted by Connor, who is playing Hugo. I'm hungry. Is anyone else hungry? Aiden is playing Vraskin. Yeah, I'm kind of hungry. Reeton is played by Nathan. I, too, am hungry. And Aristotle is played by Alex. Let's get spoopy. All right. You are in the very cold Vecker cabin upper level where you have just completed exploring all but the porch of the cabin. You've been attacked by hungry ghosts and lots of cannibalism. What do you think happened here? I don't know, but I think Foxglove might have something to do with it. Uh, They probably got stranded here and then ended up eating each other. That's the more likely one. Hmm. Well, I I do have some XP to dole out to the team for defeating all of these haunts, or at least surviving them. Yes, please. The gold-eating dwarf was 4,800 for the team. The haunted chain, I have already given that one out, right? Yes. You've uh, disabled the tipping stairs, which would have dropped you 50 feet. So that's 1,600 XP. The partially eaten dwarf... Oh, no. I don't remember a partially eaten dwarf. Never mind. (laughs) Foreshadowing, friends. Foreshadowing. Oh, no. Cannibal urging. That one I do remember. 4,800 for that one. And the hungry dead. 38,400 for that one. Oh. There. Damn. Did I just hear a ding? Quite deadly. Yeah, it is quite deadly. All right. What are you guys doing now? I'm casting shield on myself because I hurt. Okay. Shield it is. Probably around that time I'm done putting these bags away. I'm going to go run over to that room and check out Raskin. Reeton told me that he was looking pretty rough. Okay. Yeah, I just want to know 12,400 is how much each person gets. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty good. Okay. Raskin, do you have spell resistance? Yes, I do have spell resistance. Or spell resistance is not active. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to give him five boops if we have half a minute to spare. Well, that, that'll that be another die six of damage to Raskin. Uh, that's fine. Four points. And a DC 19 fortitude save. 32. More than enough. Okay. Being healed. For 55 points. I can do more, but unless we're going to an interdimensional pocket space or something ludicrous like that, I don't want to waste them all. The snow continues to fall even harder. The last place to investigate is the front porch. Oh, is that a door right there? Yes. Okay. I'll yell at Reeton to get out here. Okay. Both go out. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Out onto the front porch. A rough porch with crudely crafted handrails extends from the front of this cabin. A short stair descends to the ground at its north end. The eaves of the overhanging roof are festooned with dozens of animal skulls, including bears, deer, aurochs, and various other animals. The posts supporting the overhang and the outside edge of the handrail itself are hung with racks of antlers. A stone chimney rises next to a door on the porch, and a couple of split logs have been set on the raised porch as furniture. There is uh, nothing of note among the many trophies here. A signboard mounted above the front door. You can see it hanging. All right. Yeah, I guess I'll step down to take a look at it. A signboard mounted above the front door, stairwell, bears faded but still legible print in Dwarven. Do you read Dwarven? Actually, I might. Ahem. 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 All right, Reeton, you see it. It says Vecker Mining Company Headquarters. 
It says Vecker Mining Company Headquarters. Hey, this is the only time I'm useful when it comes to reading, okay? That's Sometimes right. I forget you're a dwarf. Also, I thought I'd learned more of it when you were still a dwarf. Apparently not. Yeah, well, it's the only thing I'm good for. Oh, that's not true. You're good for hitting things and killing them quickly. So. Oh yeah, I got that too. Never count yourself short. <laughs> hey, not anymore. As you're reading the sign, Reeton, you feel strange here as if being watched by something or someone. Okay, nothing's changed. You, you, look, you look off into the distance and you see, yeah, a, a humanoid shape in the distance staggering in the snow just at the edge of vision to the east. Well, sucks to be them. This dwarven man, it's the same one that was in, it was the gold-eating dwarf. That dwarf, you can recognize him. He's staggering out in the snow. His his eyes are wild with fear, his clothes in tatters, and blood drips from several cuts on his exposed flesh. When he sees you, he cries out, Run! Run for your lives! They're going to eat you! With that, the dwarf flees into the snow. Reeton and Vraskin, I would like you to make will saves, please. I got a 21. Okay, you succeed. 26. You both succeed. Okay. You both rolled hot, and you are not overcome with the conviction that the other members of the party are cannibals and about to attack you. High five. And then run blindly into the snow by yourself. Well, I'm happy that didn't happen. You resist that urge. Okay, that is uh, 1,600 XP for the partially eaten dwarf. 400 each. Don't you like being cautious, Hugo? Look, if I'm going to run for my life, I want to do at least be on my terms. I don't want no ghost making me do it. I want to do it because I'm scared. Like when you turn into the, the bird? Yeah. That was fun. Currently, Hugo and Aristotle, you're talking in the main living area right outside the front door. And uh, the two of you hear a bang and a thud coming from downstairs. Did you hear that? Yeah. Maybe um, go to the stairs and lean over the stairwell, see if someone's going in. Okay, you move there. While you do that, I'm going to reactivate my ring of blinking. Maybe um, go over and flag the rest of the party to us or something. And then use another move action to go to the door. And Hey guys, uh, looks like there's something down here. Or sounds like, rather. Yeah, Aristotle, you notice that Reeton and Vraskin are looking off into the snowy distance. Hey, hey. Yeah. There's something downstairs. Oh, we should probably go help. Yeah, there was a weird dwarf, but yeah. Are you guys cannibals? Just, uh, just no, asking. No, we don't know what okay. you're talking about. You guys are eating dirt and staring into the distance. What's going on? I didn't do any. I did not eat any dirt. That was just this dumbass behind me. Everyone roll initiative. I got a seven. And I do slightly better with a nine. And I do slightly, slightly better with a 12. <laughs> I do a bit better at a 16. Man, we're all lethargic. But we're all gonna die. <laughs> Actually, I'm just going to have you guys roll perception checks. Okay. I got a zero. What? How the hell did you manage a zero? <laughs> you got a minus two. I have seven wisdom and no points in perception. <laughs> 21. I rolled a 12 and got a 21. Hugo got a 15 and got a 34. See, this is why I don't need perception. Look, I don't need to see things around me to kill them. <laughs> okay. Seems logical. Yeah. All right. So, Hugo... You hear a faint knocking coming from the lower portion of the cabin, probably the outer door, that first door that you entered. I would like to go ahead and wait for the rest of my party without making so much as a peep, but I'll go ahead and prepare to throw down a spell if I see something that looks like it scares the shit out of me coming for the stairs. Okay, so Hugo delays. Raskin. What kind of action is it to close the door? Move equivalent. Move equivalent. Even though it's a broken door now. Fair. Well, Braskin, you push the door out and it falls down and then you stand it back up. Good. Uh, Aristotle? 
I guess I am going to go ahead, since I alerted the rest of the party, I'm going to take the move actions that I need to make my way back downstairs. That's going to put me 60 feet, which will get me right by Hugo. Perfect. Top of the staircase. And you're flying, or you're you're hustling. I'm not flying, but yes, I am hustling. Two move actions. Reading. Standing outside on the porch. All right. We know that it's downstairs, right? Well, you don't know anything. You just heard Hugo saying he hears something. He sounds like Hugo's inside that cabin somewhere. Just do one move action to get here. Can we do two move actions then? Yep. Okay, Hugo, are you... You can act now if you want. You were delaying. Without shouting, and I'm just going to sort of whisper it to Reeton. Are you going down there? I mean, there's danger down there, so yes. I'm going to delay until I'm able to land in a spot that's less occupied by Reeton. Uh, Reeton, you do hear the knocking down below. Fraskin, what do you do? I will... Into upon Hugo. Okay. And seeing that they're just chilling there, I am going to take a second to cast Spell Resistance on myself. All right. Spell Resistance it is. Aristotle. I think at this point, since I don't know what's going to be happening, I am going to go ahead and just cast a spell on myself, and we're going to go ahead and do Invisibility, I think. Okay. Invisible. You fade from sight. Okay. And then you're just going to go down? No, I'm not going to do that. Any movement? Yeah, no movement. No movement. Okay. Reeton. Okay, I am going to use my celestial armor to do fly and then just pop over this railing here and fly down. Okay. Everybody jump. Here you go. All right. You go. Now that the space is available, I'd like to do one move action to acrobatics over the rickety step and then just another move action to hustle on down the stairs. I ain't jumping or flying over. No need to yet. I'll catch you. <laughs> Yeah, why don't we just walk down and avoid 5d6 yeah, nonsense right. damage? Yeah. It would be 4d6. Okay. It'll take you two rounds to get here. Vraskin? Uh, I'm just going to toss myself over the banister and then just use my wings to stop me. Batman landing. Pretty much, yeah. And Aristotle. I think this time I am going to cast Overland Flight on myself. Okay. And then fly down? Yeah. There you go. Everybody down there. All right. Reeton, you're at the bottom? Yeah. Yes, you definitely hear a light tapping coming from the door. All right, I would like to use a movement, go here, and are these doors open still? Yes. I'd assume so. Okay, so there's 15 foot of movement, and you said it was down this way. There's another 10, so 25. And you don't see anyone. I'm going to go outside. Round three, okay. I'm going to go 10 feet over here and look outside and see if I see anything and trigger the haunt. Attempting to see the ground outside the cabin is fruitless due to the whirling snow flurries. And uh, you're standing right there. You can hear the knocking. It's definitely knocking. Hugo? I will continue on down to follow Reeton. Mm-hmm. Reeton said he's stepping outside. I'll step outside with him and investigate the knocking. Okay. In fact, you can't hardly see Reeton. The snow is getting so thick. I can blind sense him, though. That is correct. <laughs> you can't hardly see me, Hugo. So Vraskin, it's now round four. Vraskin, the knocking, you can quite plainly hear it down here. It ends suddenly. Uh, all right. I'm going to move the 30 feet to the door. See Reeton there. Yes. So I, I see Reeton. I do a blind sense. And you, you sense Hugo. Yeah. So I'm immediately going to yell for Hugo and Reeton to get back in here. Because the fact that it's getting this stormy, we need to stay inside. There shouldn't be anything knocking. We should not be inspecting this. 
All right. Aristotle? Aristotle, he's not going to do anything besides he's going to start muttering, as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. As you're alone with the dark, haunted chains and melted chains at your feet. Sorry, I'm comfortably invisible. Sure, right you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, Reeton, you're standing at the doorway. You, you smell Hugo more than you can see him in the snow flurries. You don't sense anything. Although, uh, oh, you hear like creaking wood coming from the south outside. The house, maybe? I shouldn't go investigate it. Considering I can barely see, I'm going to lie back into the house. I hear some creaking outside, guys. I'm not going to go out there right now since Raskin's warning against it. Okay, so you go into the ore separation chamber. All right. Hugo, you're standing outside. Let's see if you hear that. You do indeed. It's quite loud. It's a tree being uprooted or something. (laughs) I sure hope that a tree doesn't come through the building sometime. Maybe we should go back inside, everyone. Hugo will scurry back inside to the, I don't want to say the safety, but... The, the relative safety of the shack. The awaiting semi-friendly black dragon. All right, round five. A loud crack followed by a mighty hammering sound suddenly fills the cabin as its walls begin to shake and groan, almost as if the structure were giving up its purchase on the cliff edge and sliding off. Oh, out of the shack, out of the shack. <laughs> out of the relative safety. It seems like the shack itself is tipping. Braskin, what do you do? If that's the case, and I feel it's starting to tip, I'm going to move outside. Okay. You need to make a acrobatics check, please, as you attempt to move. Oh, okay. You may fail. Six on my acrobatics check. You feel like the entire cabin is shifting, and so you cannot move. You are stuck in that square, and you actually fall prone. Okay. As you are disoriented. So next would be Aristotle. What do you do? Am I also experiencing such shaking? Yes. I don't like that. I think it's a safe idea if I just don't be here anymore. All right, make a acrobatics check to see if you can move. Bummer. This whole thing just lurched. Someone picked up that tree outside and used the cliffside as a T. <laughs> 14 acrobatics. You failed, so you cannot move. Okay. Okay, I uh, need a perception check. Yeah, you don't see anything. All right. Eh, that's all right. And Reeton. I would like to move outside, and I will roll an acrobatics check. Yes, roll an acrobatics check now. I rolled a 36. Easily handle this lurching cabin. And then I'm just going to move out here. You definitely hear, to the south, a popping and snapping of branches or twigs or maybe a tree being uprooted to the south. So I've I've moved 45 feet. I I get two move actions, so I'm going to move down there. And just to see what's going on. See if I see anything. Yeah. Okay, perfect. What you see is the tree itself moving. Uh-oh, it's an ant, baby. Oh, wait, I don't know what that is. That's right. You don't know what it is, but it's a living tree. Because it's a snowstorm, the combined effects of precipitation and wind reduce visibility by three quarters, thus imposing a minus eight penalty on spot, search, and listen checks. Snowstorms make ranged weapon attacks impossible. All candles, torches, and similar unprotected flames are automatically extinguished. And then if they're protected, they dance wildly. And it's still 50% likely to extinguish. The wind is picking up, so small creatures must succeed a DC 15 fortitude saver be blown away if they're tiny or smaller. Knocked down if they're small. Because of the snow, it is now two squares of movement to enter snow-covered squares. Okay. Well, I'm f- we're... F- most of us are flying. Right, so. I just, I just, in case you guys get knocked off the ground or whatever. 
All right, Reeton, you've activated the horror tree. Hugo. I believe Hugo needs to make an acrobatics check as the house is currently spinning. Correct. Uh, 31. Yeah, that's fine. Your first set of movement would be fine. You're not flying, are you? No, but that's actually going to be two movements considering the double for entering any space that has snow in it. Perfect. I push through the door and move under Raskin's draconic body, and I start treading through the snow outside. There's no way all of this naturally fell in the matter of four minutes, five minutes we were in there. You can currently see the... uh, Let's. Yeah, he's got blind sight, so he can probably see that. Yeah, you see that uh, giant tree. It is definitely huge. That's a big bitch. Maybe even bigger than that. Uh, that's the end of my action economy, though, so I am done. Looks like it's eaten a couple of skulls worth of people already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that is a horror tree. It's a horror tree, all right. Yeah, it's got teeth and looks like skulls inside of a hollow. Yeah, it's it's awful. So, uh, Hugo, move there and you're done. Uh, round six. The hammering is continuing, but now faint images of starving dwarven ghosts can be glimpsed out of the corner of your eye. Each character suddenly experiences painful hunger pangs, and on your turn, must succeed at a DC 15 fortitude save to resist taking damage of non-lethal origin and con damage from the hunger. Okay, first to act is Raskin. Fit DC 15 fortitude save? Got a 20. Is the house still shaking horribly? It stopped stopped lurching. Okay, so I don't have to make an acrobatics check. Correct. But you have to pick yourself up. Or just fly. So yeah, move action. I will take a second move action to step outside. Okay. Yeah, your your normal vision in darkness, because it's dark now. I have dark vision 60. All right, so now your your vision is reduced to... 15, I think. Yeah, 15 feet. But I still have blind sense 30 feet. All right, Raskin, you move there, and that's the end of your turn. Yep. All right, Aristotle? I have to make a fortitude save, right, to do anything? Correct. As you see, ghosts appear out of the corner of your eye. Ooh. As long as it's not a one, I am going to pass, and I do that with a 25. Okay. You are reduced to one quarter of your normal vision. I'm going to move closer. Oh, look at that. I'm right next to Reeton. Oh, hey. It has yet to act, so no attack of opportunity this round. Uh, lucky for me. Then I think let's uh, lightning bolt because I can't do fire. Okay. Wait, why can't you do fire? Because it'll get blown out by the... If it's unprotected flame, it'll get blown out by the snowstorm. I think that's actually specifically for mundane fire. Yeah. Whatever. I already rolled for it. I passed my spell failure check with the 73, and okay. it's going to be uh, 47 points of damage as long as it doesn't pass a reflex right. save. Reflex save. Okay. DC is going to be 26. 15. Bam. 47 points of damage. 47 go through as it's shocked with a lightning bolt. Kazap. All right. The horror tree did not like that, and it roars. Rar. Yeah. <laughs> it roared at me. You don't wield any weapons, correct? I have weapons, but I'm not currently wielding one. I have a rod of spell absorption, though. What? Uh, how far off the ground are the both of you? Since I haven't seen it otherwise, I'm going to say I'm floating just above the ground. Me too. Okay. Oh, I don't like that. Let's just try a trample. Trample. As a full round action, a creature with a trample ability can attempt to overrun any creature that is at least one size category smaller than itself. You are three size categories smaller. This works like in the overrun combat maneuver, but the trampling creature does not need to make a check. It merely has to move over its opponents. Targets of a trample take an amount of damage equal to the trampling creature's slam damage plus one and a half times its strength modifier. 
Targets of a trample can make an attack of opportunity, but at a minus four penalty. If you forego the attack of opportunity, you can attempt to void the trampling creature and receive a reflex save to take half damage. Two questions. Tramp just a second. Trampling creature can only deal trampling damage to each target once per round, no matter how many times its movement takes it over a target creature. Okay, so it moves 15 feet. Do we get to know the DC? DC 35. I'm just going to make an attack of opportunity. <laughs> okay. So I have several questions. Okay. When you were reading the text for trample, you said target. The two of you are targets. If I'm a target, there's a 50% mischance since I'm blinking. Gotcha. So let's roll that. Uh, an eight. So you blink out of existence. All right. All right. Uh, I don't have any uh, rage on right now, so I'm just going to be doing a normal power attack. And we're going to have to do this minus five, apparently. So that would be a 23. A 23 AC misses as you hit its bark and it bounces. You are going to take 39 points of damage. 36 points of damage, okay. Reedon, you may act. I did not like that, so I'm going to rage, and then I'm going to do fire for my main and acid for the second for the elemental damages, and then I am going to hit this thing. Now, with the overrun, you are knocked prone. What? But I can still do full round attacks, right? Yes, but you're melee attacking and you're additional minus four. So because of that, though, mm -hmm. I'm going to use Reckless Abandon. Okay. I'm going to do a full round attack while raging with fire and acid. All right. Does a 48 hit? Yes. It threatens and does it confirm a critical with a 47? Yes. All right. Be yeah, it can be crit. Yes. Okay, 38 for the first attack, 41 for the crit. And this is a slashing weapon? Yes. It bites fully into its bark, doing full damage. And then a d6 of fire. 38 and 41, that's uh, 79? Yeah. Yep. Whew. And then another five points of fire damage. Oh, it's vulnerable to fire, so it takes half as much. Uh, you mean one, one and a half? One and a half times, half as much. Oh, okay. Plus okay. three acid. And then another, because I crit, I get a D10 of fire, Yep. which is only two, so three so points three of fire. Good. My good second damage. attack. Yeah. 32. This, Hits. It is not a threat. Oh, okay. And then that's 38 points of damage for that one. Uh, another three points of fire. Four points of fire. And then a 33 hits for another 35 points of damage. And it's destroyed. <laughs> and I rolled a four for five. It's at minus 23. <laughs> the undead creature is destroyed. <sighs> Good. The horror tree is not so horrible. Well, I mean, it did a lot of damage in that one run, but still. <laughs> I was, if I hadn't have done that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that creature is destroyed. It was brought to life by the arsenic and the horrors around here, of course, right? The arsenic killed the tree, and then whatever is happening here brought it to undeath. Okay. Done. Um, Hugo. Reeton chops the tree apart. I go to cast a spell, and then Reeton fells the tree, chops it in half. So instead, he just starts applauding. <laughs> and he's going to turn tail and go back inside if it looks like the shack's not at risk of being pushed off a cliff. I would like a DC 15 fortitude save from you, however. Oh, I forgot to roll a fortitude save on my mm -hmm. turn. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead and do so. Got a 19. I got a 36. Both of you are fine. Okay, Hugo, anything else? Nope, going back inside. Go back inside, okay. Move your token. Round seven. All right, Vraskin, voices can now be heard. 
in most cases wordless cries of pain, but now and then snatches of sentences like, eating us, or don't let him, or so hungry. And the hammering is continuing. But now the starving goats seem to notice you for the first time, the previous cabin inhabitants. You must make a DC-18 will save. Uh, do I also need to make the fortitude save again? No, that's over. 27 will save. All right, you are not uh, not affected by whatever's happening, but the ghosts are now coming at you. Okay. What are you doing? Then I'm going to go at them. Okay, make an attack roll. Bite, claw, claw, wing, wing. Every one of your attacks pass through nothing. They just pass through as if it were not even there. All right, Aristotle, same thing. You've got ghosts all around you. You can hear them whispering. Ooh. He's chilling my foot off. Make a will save. Sounds painful. Do I also have to make a fortitude save still? No. Okay. Willpower 31. Okay, succeed. You may act. Do I still see ghosts? Oh, yes. They're all around you. Okay. They're coming at you. Their hungry little eyes are red. They're reaching for you. What do you do? I'm going to get away from them. I'm going to fly. Fly where? Into the cabin. All right. 80 feet ending in the little corner by the boots that we found the punching dagger in. Right. In the sack room. Yep. Okay. The horror tree is dead. Oh, let me grant you the experience for the horror tree. I like that. Yay. The experience for the horror tree is 38,400. Nice. Yeah, it was a DC 14. I took it out in one shot. Hey, I softened it up. You did. It would have been still alive if I didn't do that uh, lightning bolt. That's true. Yeah, and I looked at it funny. I was going to hit it with a breath attack, but... Well, didn't do it. 12. A 12. Okay. (laughs) So what happens is the ghosts begin to possess you. Oh, good. You take one die six points of wisdom drain. Oh, good. And are considered possessed. Oh, good. And you lose your actions. <laughs> Hugo. Uh, are you going to do the wisdom drain? Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Not that I want you to. Three points of wisdom drain. All right, Hugo, you are also surrounded by the ghostly dead. This is surprisingly not that new to me. Yeah, they're coming for you. I imagine you want some sort of will save out of me, though, don't you? I do. Okay, I assume this is a mind-affecting effect? Yes. Hugo got a 24. You succeed and may act. I'm just going to, like pass through these guys, like shoving them out of my, you know, excuse me, pardon me, out of my way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Continue moving up the stairs. Oh, you move up the stairs. Okay. Round eight. Oh, I guess the uh, shaking and hammering continue. Okay. So the whole grounds around this whole area are shaking and hammering. So Vraskin, you need to make an acrobatics check to move and take whatever action. Oh, even when outside? Yes. Uh... The ground is shaking and hammering. Yeah. Okay. Is it difficult to fly in this weather? Uh, no. Okay. You're not blizzard? Uh, I, I've, I've gotten rid of the um, the gusty wind. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that's the case. Then I'm just going to start hovering, which I'll make the fly check. 18, I believe, hover is 15. Mm-hmm. So okay. I'm going to hover and just wait on Reeton. Yeah, Reeton's screaming. Ah. Ah. And then, okay, Aristotle, you're flying, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. I still think you're very disoriented, so I'm going to need you to make that DC 15 fortitude save. Okay. Acrobatics check. Sorry, I meant to say acrobatics. I got a 15 acrobatics and an 18 fortitude, so for whatever that's worth. Okay, and you may act. All right, I think, I guess I'm going to have to do what I did last time. 
let's this time be more smart about it. I'm going to cast Dimension Door on myself again, but this time I'm going to cast it so that I end up far enough above the ground outside that I don't have to worry about the ground shaking. So let's put me at 50 feet in the air. Okay. All right. Next, Reeton. You are possessed. Yep. Okay. What you need to do, you must take whatever actions you can. You also do not need to make acrobatics checks to move. You must take whatever actions you can to render non-possessed characters unconscious or helpless using whatever tools you have at your disposal. Go. Does that mean that I can charge? Whatever you need to do to render any non-affected character unconscious. Oh shit, boys. It's the run back. (laughs) Let's do it. And with that, we are going to come back next time on Rise of the Rune Lords. Oh, ah, no. Ah. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. And I mean that literally. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, no, I just got kicked out. <laughs> ah, take over. I'll throw in the intermission music for Monty Python. It'll be fine. Da, 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 Connor, you have control. Change them all to CR 1 8 humans. Done. We just hear, wah, wah. <laughs> Do not right-click the map. It just kicks you out to the launch screen.